Hi guys, welcome to episode 30 of Vibing in Valentino. So this is the season one finale. I honestly like, I can't believe we made it this far, you guys. When I first started Vibing in Valentino, I was like, I mean, I think it's a good idea, but I just don't know if... <laughs> you know, people are going to listen and all this, just a lot of like what ifs going in my head. And then, you know, I just kind of said, fuck the what ifs, like, let's just do it anyway. Um, it's always been my style. I've been very reckless with things since birth, but it's also always made me a very fast action, you know, decisive person. So I guess that's the blessing in disguise. (laughs) But yeah, here we are end of season one. And The growth has been so, lately has just been so crazy and I'm so happy that people are listening. Like, (laughs) I went into this not doing market research, you know, that's never my style. I kind of just did it. I wasn't like, you know, do you guys want me to put out a podcast? Like, none of that. So I, to even get just one listener is so flattering to me and to get all of you guys. I just want to thank you guys from the bottom of my heart for you know letting me talk to you and hang out with you guys every friday so i created a q a situation for today's episode and i haven't really looked at the questions yet so we are going to just play it by ear so the first time i read the questions will be kind of like the first time i see the question <laughs> So I'm hoping, I'm going to scan through it so there's not a lot of like craziness, but before we get into the thick of the conversation, my weekly weakness this week, I want to say waist training, not for, like I mean I do it normally anyway, I can do a whole episode on my waist training routine and kind of how I've been doing it. I've been doing it for about six months now and what's funny is when I first started writing for bitches, the editor would always be like, can you do like products that don't work or like waist training and stuff like that and waist training has always been something that people i think take the wrong way a lot of people want to hear that it doesn't work it's a conversation that needs we need to go more in depth about it about whether it works or it doesn't work and i'll do a whole episode on it in season two but the reason i'm wearing it right now is because i fucking okay i got drunk one night and i fell on my ass and my tailbone i think is like bruised so wearing a waist trainer really helps me like alleviate pressure from the tailbone right now when it first happened i was freaking out i thought i dislocated it or like broke it or fractured it or something but i was googling guys i was laying on my couch hurt googling symptoms of a dislocated tailbone because i was watching all these videos on um, movement of tailbones and you know i learned about it in grad school and stuff but i was like okay well now that i'm actually going through it i'm not a fucking skeletal model you know this is real life like i need to know what's happening so it looked real crazy it looks crazier than how you know it normally looks in textbooks and stuff when it's an animated video that shit dislocated all the way to the left made a hook i'm like this can't be what's happening what a waist trainer does is it kind of neutralizes your spine so i hyperextend my back so you know like that instagram model pose where you stick your booty out and you arch your back it is so bad for pressure on your spine and your lumbar and your tailbone so wearing a waist trainer kind of helps alleviate that naturally so it's really helped my recovery and then now a week later i am pretty much back to my normal routine 
last week i really couldn't lift heavy for legs at all so my weekly weakness this week has been living in my waist trainer <laughs> but yeah i'm gonna do a full episode in season two about waist training and whether or not it works or not and my experiences with it so with that being said let's get into our q a let's get right into it you guys so this question is a lot of it has to do with thailand have you ever thought about furthering your career in thailand uh, yeah, no i mean yes but i feel like you know my look and appeal is not to the thai demographic i think that i appeal to america and more westernized or westernized asians i am more their kind of look i mean i know this for a fact because i go back to thailand every single year and i am the biggest little freak of nature in thailand whenever i'm back and it's just not i don't have the same appeal in thailand i don't have the same appeal with traditional Thai. I don't have the traditional Thai look, so I don't think my career, if you guys are talking about like Instagram or, you know, my podcast and stuff, I, I just don't think I could further it if I was trying to appeal to a Thai demographic. Um, I could definitely continue to build it off of the demographics that I do have in Thailand, just because, you know, that's the wonderful thing about this industry is you can take it anywhere in the world if you have enough preparation if you have enough content saved up that you can work while you are in a different country or a different city then you can further your online presence and your online brand from anywhere in the world and that's the amazing thing about it but to change my demographic and to appeal to thai people i don't think that that is a wise move for me and i could i don't think i would be comfortable doing that would you consider launching a podcast or a YouTube channel all in Thai for your Thai audience? I don't have a big Thai audience for my podcast or my Instagram in general. My main demographic is America, UK, and Australia, and Canada. Sometimes Europe, too. I get a lot of listeners in France and Spain and Sweden, which is really cool. I love that. <laughs> But again, like I don't see myself being appealing to a wide majority of the Thai audience. I think that I appeal to American-born Asians or Asians that grew up in a very international setting. But I, I think that I couldn't appeal to the 90% of people living in Thailand, if that makes sense. And also, my Thai is very broken. Um, it takes me a while to find the correct verbiage in Thai and kind of like the correct way to say things in thai i can hold a conversation i'm fluent in it i am just not articulate in thai so i think that i don't know if that's going to be considered cute because i'm showing up with broken thai but <laughs> i don't know if i could really be fully myself if i don't know how to properly articulate does that make sense but i do get some listeners for the podcast uh from thailand and i think that's very cool i i love that i get to connect with people from back home things could always change my family is still thai as ever so you know things can always change which countries have you been to and which countries would you like to visit oh my gosh i've been to 
a lot of different countries. I've talked about this before, but my family is so cruisy <laughs> in the past few years. We've become like cruise VIPs, guys, and it's only because we get to see so many different countries in one trip, which is nice. The most recent trip that we have been on was through Europe. So we did Czech and Austria. We sailed down the Danube River. And then the one before that, oh, we also went to Hungary and Slovakia, which is very, very cool. Um, the ones before that was through Europe. So Italy, France, Spain, Montenegro. I've also been to New Zealand and Australia. I lived in New Zealand actually for six months in between sixth and seventh grade. I started the beginning of my seventh grade year in New Zealand. And I've been to india for a wedding i have been to japan been to china been to the maldives i have been to canada i've been to toronto i mean i don't know if that really counts i'm just kind of imagining the map in my head right now and listing places i've been i've been to the uk so i've been to london i think that's it yeah i'm pretty i'm pretty sure that's it but our next cruise coming up with my family Oh my god, I'm so excited for it. My dad gets a little bit like homesick when he's... It's just because of the food. Like he, he needs his Thai food, Chinese food, all that stuff. So on the cruise, and the food is great on the cruise, but he's just not used to like a sit-down dining, like Western, Italian. You know what I mean? That's not his preference. So he gets a little homesick, but he keeps trying to get us to cancel, and I would not cancel because I was the one who made the reservation. <laughs> we are going to... We're going from Mumbai all the way to Rome, and then we're going to fly from Rome back to Bangkok. So we are doing a whole Middle Eastern trip. Um, I think there's... Hold on. Let me look up the route for you guys because this it's I'm so excited for it, and it's like an extended time with the family, and I really... Yeah, I'm like, I'm happy about it. So I will not cancel it for the life of me. I've argued with my dad before, and I would, I would not cancel it. So uh, let's see. So we are going to Oman, we are going to Jordan, which I'm so excited about. My cousin went on the same route a few years ago and she was riding on camels, she was swimming in the Dead Sea. I'm over here like, okay, we need to do all this. So uh, Oman, Jordan, Israel, Cyprus, Greece. That's where I wanna go to. I want to go to Greece really badly. We're going to Crete, Greece. Um, and then we're gonna go to Italy again, but I want to go to Santorini really badly I've been wanting to go for so fucking long I'm talking about like since college days like five years ago before it became like the place to go to for a while But actually I have a list of destinations. I want to go to I'll share that with you Let's see Santorini Turks and Caicos Ibiza Bali like can you imagine I've never been to Bali and I like lived in thailand that's literally like what a two-hour flight for me i'm gonna make that happen soon bora bora capri and monaco were on my bucket list destinations but i've been to both the last time we went on a cruise um amazing like everything you imagine monaco and capri to be it is like that glam south of france vibe everybody is just so chic blue waters it's just everything i could imagine and the mauritius islands i don't know if i'm saying that right but la saint germain the mauritius islands i don't know if i'm butchering the pronunciation i probably am 
but those are my bucket list destinations okay favorite perfume i actually got this question the last time i did a q a and i did a picture of all of my normal perfumes that i usually wear i'm very big on like vanilla scents and i don't know what it is i think it's because my mom always wore vanilla ish scents like she was heavy into vanilla for as long as i could remember but she she does florals too like she's a big jasmine kind of person i'm not at all floral i won't do like a floral a fruity like a citrusy i don't like like a clean smell <laughs> i want to be clean and smell clean but i don't like perfumes that smell super clean like light blue by dolce and gabbana it just doesn't smell good on me and i just feel like everybody's perfumes like have to match their personalities and i'm not that kind of like a light blue like lemony like citrusy smelling person so i'm always any perfume that i have is always heavily heavily vanilla angel by terry mugler uh launched in 1992 which is my birth year and i have been wearing angel for so long like since middle school i want to say which is so crazy because it's such a heavy perfume for somebody in middle school to be wearing it's very it's just very heady it's a very heady musky like vanilla scent and it stays on for forever so i wear it out a lot i also wear saint bart's it's like saint bart's but with an h at the end and apostrophe s i got this perfume in austria and i don't recognize the brands i i was thinking it was going to be like just like a cheap perfume whatever it is not a cheap perfume it turns out it's like it's a very like niche exclusive perfume but it's called vanille west indies and it's like a european brand clearly and it's very niche and it's like a hundred something it's like expensive but it's so concentrated and but it is honestly the best vanilla perfume I have ever smelled in my whole life but unlucky for me I actually like my skin is so sensitive that if I wear a super super concentrated like oil-based perfume which is what this is because and that's why it's so expensive it's because like the concentration of the oils are it's so high to the alcohol concentration I, I actually start to like get allergic and like itch and get all rashy and it's just not cute but it smells so good like and it lasts forever and ever if you're looking for a very vanilla very sweet but not like candy like smell like a like a very adult mature sweet sexy vanilla vanilla west indies is probably like the best one hands down i also used to wear Tahoda by Indult, which is another niche perfume brand. And that one, I went through like five bottles before I all of a sudden became like allergic to just how highly concentrated it was. But it was another super like delicious, very sweet, very like just like a cozy vanilla scent. And I love it. A few others, Princess by Killian, you can get it at Sephora, is really good, although it's um, a little bit more on like a floral side it's a little bit more candy-ish still very sweet but it's like a little it has a hint of like floral and candy in there and actually like angie uses this perfume too and it's much more her vibe because she's the more like fruity floral girl 
and I'm the more like straight up just vanilla. Um, but although it's still very, very good, it's very yummy. Another one is Deluxe by, I, I need to Google this. It's Deluxe by Tiziana Terenzi. And I got it at Barney's at the Grove before they shut down. It's a good rose and vanilla perfume. It's like a lot of florals and coffee, Turkish rose, vanilla, amber, honey, and cedar. So it's a sweet floral scent. It's very calming. It reminds me of one of my favorite candles for my house. It's like this rose candle called New Desk by Overrose and like obsessed with that candle. It's sold out everywhere, so I can't find it to restock, but it's a very vanilla honey rose scent and it's it's so nice i love it it's good for a date but angel is pretty much like 75 percent of the time i'm wearing angel i know i throw a lot of like brands and notes at you guys just now <laughs> favorite book of the moment um right now i actually finished the big leap a few months ago and i haven't picked up a book since which is a long time for me because I'm usually always in the middle of a book, but I was working on my ebook, I was working on my website, I was working on scheduling guests for season two and all this stuff, so I've been so busy that I haven't had the chance to go back to a bookstore and pick up another book. But next on my list, I wanna say, I've actually had some really, really good recommendations. I wanna read Michelle Obama's autobiography i've heard it was amazing and i've heard that it was very insightful so i think that's going to be next on my list i've really shied away from reading a lot of fiction just because it's so nice to like you know escape into a fantasy world but i've been bigger into self-help lately and um getting in touch with like just improving myself and my soul and my mind and my intellect okay fitness tips how do i stay motivated in the gym okay actually you know what by the time this episode comes out on friday the pdf will already be up but there is a free pdf on my website and it's called mission dream body so it's kind of like mission impossible but it's for you and it's a free pdf it's my top five tips on how to get started on a fitness journey i kind of used it as like you guys are agents and you guys are on this mission for your dream body and i am (laughs) I'm like your boss. What is the boss in Mission Impossible's name? I don't know. But is it M? No, that's James Bond. Whatever. I give you guys top five key intel pieces on how to execute this mission. So the first one is to identify your motive. And it is always, listen, a healthy lifestyle will, I promise you, it will become something that you stick to and something that you enjoy and something that you crave and do automatically but you have to give yourself time to get there so that period of time is when you really need to hone in on what motivates you so whether that's you want to shit on your ex the next time you see him or you just want to be able to run around with your kids and not get so tired you want to walk up these flight of stairs and carry groceries without being out of breath or maybe you went to the doctors the other day and they told you that you're pre-diabetic and you want to you know, fix that issue before you have to start relying on insulin injections. Like, make that motivation bigger than your temporary desires. Like, make that motivation bigger than your temporary craving for, you know, cake and just stick to it. You have to commit because 
keeping that word to yourself is everything on a bigger scale of things if you can't keep words to yourself if you can't keep a promise you make yourself why should other people in your life rely on you for anything how is that impacting who you are as a whole if you don't commit to what you say you're going to do for yourself you can lie to anybody but you can't lie to yourself it's like if I tell myself I'm going to go to the gym today and I don't go, you can't lie to yourself and be like, oh, I went. You can lie to your friends. You can lie to anybody else, you know, but don't lie to yourself. Stay true to yourself. And as soon as you get past that eight-week stage, I promise you that it will it'll be easier. You will enjoy it a lot more. It's just find a reason that is bigger than losing five pounds. I've found that those resolutions don't really work. And honestly, if you put a number on things and you say lose five pounds, what if you look drastically different, but you actually stay the same weight? That happens because you know muscle weighs more than fat. So what is that gonna do for your journey? Find something bigger than that. Find, find a trigger point and use that as your motivation. Okay, guys, I just have to take a moment and shout out ShopTagger, our sponsor for today's episode. ShopTagger, spelled S-H-O-P-T-A-G-R, is a must-have app for your computer and phone, especially for the holidays. It enables you to save items from over 4,000 online stores to one place, and you get notified the moment they go on sale. It also scans the web for coupon codes at checkout and automatically applies them to your purchase. I have ShopTagger on my laptop and it is so easy to use, you guys. There's over 4,000 stores so you can find anything you could want on there. Meshki is on there, Fashion Nova is on there, Sephora, Nordstrom, I mean all of the things. And you shop as you normally would. You select an item, you can click save, choose the color, choose the size, and ShopTagger does the rest of the work for you. It alerts you the moment there's a price drop and you can save a ton of money. So thank you again to ShopTagger for sponsoring today's episode. To get ShopTagger for free today and be automatically entered to win $1,000, click the link in today's show notes. I hope that helps. Skincare products. Okay. Uh, oh, so sweet. Okay, so uh, your skin is always so pretty. What is your favorite skincare product? Okay, I actually have a few. LA has been super dry lately, so every moisturizer that I use on my face morning and night has been very rich. Right now, I've been relying a lot on Dr. Hoshka Rose Day Cream, which is super rich, super like oily, but it makes a great base for your foundation. It's a super rich moisturizer, and it smells so good, and it's been a weekly weakness product of mine before, early on in the season. Your face glows. It's a glowy, glowy moisturizer, and then before bed, I use... La Mer, my mom left her jar here when she was visiting and it's gone now. Like, I, I mean, gone. Like, I had to scoop it with those little free scoops that you get with the moisturizer jar. So, sorry, mom, if you're listening, you're gonna have to bring <laughs> a whole new jar for yourself the next time you're here. Eye cream. I do an eye cream before I do a moisturizer just because I feel like the eye area is like a little bit more sensitive and I don't want anything to be mixed into the eye cream when I put it on. So I use La Lift eye cream and it comes in a little jar. The jar is much heavier than I feel like it needs to be, but I feel like that adds to like the classiness of it all. <laughs> uh, and then I go in with 
the moisturizer and then I use the it's the Chanel Gua Sha tool that I've I've put on my IG stories before but it's like a face massage tool and it comes with a little manual so I do it so often that I memorize the whole routine but it just lifts your face it boosts circulation to your face and you're kind of just a glowy firm peach after peach is usually your ass right but anyway you know what I mean like your face is just kind of glowy it's a little bit rosier it looks healthier it's a little bit more firm a little bit more plump I'm all about prevention for wrinkles and I didn't really get into that until I was about like early 20s ideally I feel like I should have gotten into it when I was like 18 I should have started you know using a hydrating eye cream um, not an anti-aging one like the one that I'm using now but like a like a moisturizing eye cream should have been much bigger on the SPF as a daily product I am now but it it took me a lot longer than I feel like it should have um, if I ever have a daughter I am right away putting her on eye cream and sunscreen when she turns 18 and she will thank me later <laughs> what else Dr. Jart milk peel you put it on for a minute and then you rinse it off and your skin is super glowy and it helps with breakouts because it contains salicylic acid and it you know minimizes your pores and I use it I love it and a few nights a week I'll do a mask I'll either do the Amazonian clay mask no it's Aztec Aztec clay mask it's the powder that everybody uses it's like all the rage I mix it with water some people mix it with apple cider vinegar and I don't know it just seems like that's a little bit harsh so I use it with water and then I leave it on for like 25 30 minutes sometimes I'll leave it on overnight if my skin is really really freaking out and that usually helps with like breakouts although I if your skin is super sensitive I don't recommend you do that and then other nights I will use glow recipe avocado sleeping mask because it's super hydrating and I also use Peach and Lily Glass Skin Serum. I actually interview Peach and Lily's founder, Alicia Yoon, for season two, and she gives the greatest beauty and skincare tips. And she gives insight on why Korean beauty is so different from uh, Western beauty practices. So stay tuned for that, but it's a good one. But her glass skin serum is kind of like the superstar of her whole range. It's amazing. I use it before my Dr. Hoshka Rose Day Cream Moisturizer. Okay. What breed is Yakuza? Yakuza is a long-haired Chihuahua. I got him from a breeder in Louisiana back when I was still in college, in my senior year of college. But yeah, he is a long-haired Chihuahua. And he is like super mellow. Just the best little pup ever. Right, babe? He's a cutie. He's a cutie. Whatever feature my mom on my podcast. <laughs> I don't know. She is like really shy. <laughs> she is like super shy. So I don't know if she would want to. And she's like not. She's very reserved and like very cautious about what she shares. So I don't know if she would be a good fit for vibing in Valentino. Although maybe. We'll see. Maybe I'll get her like kind of tipsy one day. <laughs> and we can get her on the podcast. <laughs> Any tips for anybody wanting to start a podcast? So, uh, yeah, I would say, you know, just do it. That's really kind of what I did. I think you have to figure out what the general idea of your podcast should be, what you want it to be about, and the messaging behind your podcast. 
and it is something with all things it takes time to grow you know don't let the numbers discourage you if i had done that i probably wouldn't be here right now it's just you're always going to be able to the beauty of a podcast is you can always grow it like it's not you know you put up content and it's there and it's even better when your content is timeless so evergreen content is like content that you can always come back to like you know the message and it is still relevant today as it will be uh like a year from now um and you don't that's why that's why you don't really want to um do podcasts about current events i mean there is definitely news podcasts that do very well but it's because they have that platform already and that way you need to be on the fuck top of things and you can't really take a break like with this it's a show you know it's kind of a talk show vibe i could after this i'm taking a month off to go on the holidays and go to hawaii with my family so um i can do that and not feel like i am missing out on like relevant topics you know what i mean or or kind of uh kind of like dropping the ball on things i would say identify the messaging behind your podcast and the vibe around it whether or not you're going to swear on it or not you know uh kind of is it going to be super funny is it going to be super inspiring super informative and get the right equipment the rest of it i learned on the pulse of things so if you guys remember my first few episodes sound quality was not like this <laughs> definitely sound quality issues and um it can be overwhelming because you're i'm over here like okay well i'm not an audio engineer i'm not really good with you know editing and technology and all this stuff so what am i gonna do but listen you gotta do what you gotta do if quality's not up to par you gotta find a way around it you gotta learn how to edit I became a graphic designer just because I needed cute graphics and I wasn't going to hire somebody every single week. So you learn quick and when you start a project like this, you have no choice but to, you know, dive in head first and trust me when I say that it will pay off and you will see numbers rise and you will you will get to connect with some really amazing people if you you know, interview and have them on your show. So just do it. Just just do it. And it's one of those projects where it's not like you're forking over a bunch of money to start and maintain. It's just, just do it. You, you don't really have a reason not to, you know? Okay. Any tips on how to flirt with a guy? I really like this guy at work, but he doesn't seem to be interested. Okay, so tips for flirting with a guy. <laughs> i am pretty awkward i think i think okay here's the thing i have this look on my face that i do that everybody around me calls the nicole look um but you know you look at a guy and i what i do is i look at the guy and i look away and then i look at him again and like i give him like a little smile so it's like okay he sees me looking at him he knows that like i'm friendly and he can approach me and then if he approaches me then you know be smiley stay collected stay calm stay collected i would just say the less you speak on the very first encounter usually the better so (laughs) so let him be the initiator of conversation let him approach you i wouldn't and this is the place of work 
So what would I do? Hold on. Let me make it a little bit more relevant to your situation, girl. If it was a place of work, right? And you said he does not seem interested, but you heard he was interested. Okay, so maybe he is just intimidated by by you and he like doesn't know how to approach you. Maybe he's just a little shy and like naturally people are going to stay away from anything where they could be like facing rejection. So I would say make sure the message goes back to him that you're also interested in him and see how that goes. And then if he approaches you, then just, you know, be cute, be friendly. He might just be shy, but also like, you know, if you can find out the source of where that information comes from that he like is into you, that might be best. Like what if it's somebody that doesn't have your best interest at heart? I would say if he's not approaching you but you've heard he likes you then maybe find a way to get the message back to him that like okay like you're into it like you know you are interested too but i I wouldn't suggest like right now if you if he hasn't made the move that you would make the first move personally just because like i I don't know how i feel about that um yeah i i would just say like make sure he knows that like he can approach you and he won't be faced with rejection that's probably the biggest reason why guys don't approach anybody so yeah would you ever come to dallas yeah of course i used to go to dallas all the time back when my best friend in the world was living there for law school it was like my favorite place in the world (laughs) love dallas would always like love to go back but she lives in houston now so i will be probably in houston more than dallas yeah the last time i was in dallas was really fun (laughs) i went to go see like a guy that lived there and that didn't work out (laughs) found out very quickly that that didn't work out so i didn't even stay with him for like that whole trip like i was like stayed somewhere else <laughs> but it was fun i like the dallas vibe is so good but you know what i really i recently like rediscovered was a hard partying city with dc home sweet home dc dc will party from like 3 p.m until 5 a.m like it's nothing i was there for a weekend and I came back home and I was sick because I was like, okay, I just drank way too much. It was like liver pains. (laughs) Okay, well, I'm going to wrap up this Q&A session there. And again, I just wanted to say thank you, you guys, so much for tuning in this whole season. And I will be back for season two on January 10th. That's when the trailer drops. The first episode will come out January 17th. And the guest lineup already is so amazing. And I talked to so many inspiring, entertaining, amazing women. And I'm just so excited to come back to you guys in a month. But until then, I wish you guys a very, very happy holiday season. Please be safe. Take care of yourself. Have so much fun. Enjoy this time with your family. And I will see you guys January 10th. Love you so, so much. Bye.